Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Night Nation. I'm Trey Strelko. Welcome into the Sons of UCF Live, joined by Adam Eden. Adam, seven days from the start of the 2023 UCF football season. We've been counting down all summer, now single digits, just a week away. The fall calendar is here, Trace. We got men's soccer on right now. We got women's soccer on right now. We got seven days till football going on. Volleyball starts tomorrow. It all comes at you in a frenzy. I'm, I'm super, super excited. It feels really, really close, really, really real. And I can't wait for all this goodness to get kicked off. Good to see you. Good to share the screen with you. I feel like something's missing. Whatever. What happened to them? What's his name? What was his name? It was with us for a while. Mike? <laughs> yeah, my, no, no. The other guy. The other guy. Uh, well, uh, anyway, Adam, it's, it's good to goal. see you. What? Update? We got a UCF women's soccer goal. One nothing. One nil. This is yes. good. Uh, men's soccer at the half, 1-1 one, one at Clemson. Number nine, Clemson scored on a PK 25 seconds in. And then UCF nods it up just before the half on a goal uh, from freshman Saku Heikskinen. Ah, that one may be tough. The uh, Finland, Finlish, Finland freshman uh, scores. So uh, women now up uh, at Georgia. So that's good. We are off to a good start. Uh, football, just seven days away, unless... Weather gets in the way. Have you seen some of these forecast models? They have something swirling Trace, what, is, what does the Euro say? Tell me what the Euro <laughs> says. Actually, the Euro is the dangerous one. GFS has this thing kind of, you know, withering out. Euro getting a little dangerous. We'll see. Don't need that. Don't need, no, that. We don't need that. We talked about this next topic a good bit on Around the Kingdom. You'll find that on the Sons of UCF YouTube channel. Uh, Gus Malzahn, not available following the scrimmage last Saturday. Tuesday, we were expecting to speak with offensive coordinator Darren Hinshaw, and then we were told, canceled. We got players, got Jason Johnson and Alec Collar, but no Darren Hinshaw. And then the Thursday media availability with defensive coordinator Addison Williams, canceled. And no more media availabilities. They are locking in for Kent State. Clearly, they want to make sure this game plan is dialed in for the Kent State, I believe, Golden Flashes. Is that their nickname? Yeah, or whatever ESPN wants to call them. I guess this game's on FS1. How about that, by the way? All night during these soccer games, references. I'm going to have to get we are, Have we had a golden night yet on each of these broadcasts? <laughs> I haven't seen one. I, I have not seen one. Yeah, look, I mean, it, it would be great if Gus and the staff would offer us some commentary, but there's really two realities here. One, 
are they going to tell us anything that we really can use and understand? And two, maybe they're just really locked in. Maybe this is a focus time. They're really just kind of dialed in. I'm going to hope that that's the case and there's nothing more nefarious going on behind the scenes. Nefarious, strong word off the top of the show. Uh, earlier, one of the players we spoke with was tight end Alec Holler. He's on that uh, Michael Colubiali six-year plan. And he talked about the Knights getting ready for opening night against Kent State. I think that for a lot of teams, it is like that where you get closer to game week and then the pace starts picking up and people start boxing harder. But I think that Coach Malzahn has done a great job of keeping us focused even when we're in day 10 of camp. He's having a strain, pushing every single day. He's telling us, hey, game one's coming up. we got to perform. Every game's a championship. So I think that our team as a whole, we've, we've been performing that way all throughout camp. And, I mean, maybe we will pick it up to another level, but I've done a great job bringing energy every day. Bringing the energy every day. Knights uh, in game plan mode now for Kent State. Uh, practices Friday and Saturday. It's still TBD on the schedule for Sunday. Would anticipate that we get head coach Gus Malzahn on Monday. If you're in the media room there on Monday, mm-hmm. Adam, what are you asking, coach? I'm saying, coach, you've got four days till game day. Uh, what What do you like most about your team and what concerns you most? I may channel my inner Adam Eaton. Uh, during the uh, during the media availability on Monday, just quote uh, me. Been... Just just make Gus. Adam had a question for you, and just he knows me. We're we're old friends. I'll just turn around my phone. I've got Adam. <laughs> yeah, we're old friends. Adam, That's fine. Adam's That's got fine. a question. He'll be like, "Yeah, I do a a, a, a teaser on their uh, pod." <laughs> he does. Yes. Like his <laughs> he'll on he'll say, hey, "Mike, uh, that same guy that uh, texts with uh, George O'Leary." <laughs> One day, Mike will be on a texting basis with Gus Malzahn. Right. Imagine that. Well, I mean, imagine saying the 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 sentence. Mike is texting with George O'Leary. <laughs> imagine if I told you that ten years ago, what you have said. So ten years from now, I rule nothing out with UCF, Mike. Uh, this is true. We've been doing our position breakdowns, talking about things uh, leading up to the start of the season. Again, you know, we don't get to see much. We don't get much information, and then they cancel availability, so you can't even ask questions. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the secondary. We spent some time last week on the linebackers. How are you feeling about the mix of players? I think you and Mike talked about this in your uh, in your prediction show earlier in the week. Maybe there's some questions there about the secondary. I, yeah, I think my biggest question, Trace, is there's, there are so many options available. If you look at the depth chart, you look at the guys we brought in, you look at the guys coming back, there are just so many different permutations of who could be in that sort of four to five position group that I'm just curious who, who that's going to be. And how long it's going to take both Addison Williams and I guess David Gibbs by by extension to figure that formula out? Are we going with the old veterans and Brandon Adams and Corey Thornton? We got new guys and DeCorian Patterson and Fred Davis, Quadric Bullard with an injury, but we brought in the Jordan Mask. We have Jarvis Ware still back there. We got the young guys, Braden Marshall, the Kai Martinez, plus the Henderson twins. There's so many different permutations that I think there's a lot of talent back there. I'm just curious how they're going to put it all together, how they're going to keep everybody happy, which is probably something you need to do in the transfer portal era. But how long does it take them to get that unit sort of figured out and get those four to five guys that they kind of roll out and know that's the crew? I think we see this every year. There's a starter on week one, and we're all like, oh, this guy's great. And by week six, we've never seen that person again. How long is it going to take for us to figure out our secondary mix? How long is it going to take for them to gel together? And with Kent State, I think we feel okay. Boise, we have challenges. Villanova, I think we feel okay. But we've got to figure that thing out really, really quickly this season because we have some games coming up in the Big 12 where, oh, by the way, they like to throw the football. 
and potentially not challenged very much by Kent State, right? You think maybe you're not going to get a big challenge there. Another question is, what's the learning curve for first-year defensive coordinator Addison Williams? Now, he gets the promotion on staff, but still a new position for him. How long does it take him to feel in the groove? Yeah, it's interesting. Like we, I, I was on a, an, another podcast, the Jeff Allen Sports Talk Show last night with Jason Beatty, Brandon Helwig, Eric Lopez. And, and one of the things that, that came up as part of that conversation was, you know, was Addison Williams, and you're curious, as the season was going on, and look, there's a lot of rumors, and you can we can all speculate, did, did Travis Williams kind of have his eye on, the, on another prize at that point? Was he really fully invested? And you wonder, was Addison Williams sitting there taking notes going, how would a blitz there? I probably would have done cover two there. And you wonder, was he taking those notes? Was he kind of doing that sort of prep work? And and Gus was quick to tap him on the shoulder. I think Travis Williams they left on like a Saturday at two and Addison Williams was decoordinated by four. I mean, that was, that was a really quick turnover. So Gus clearly has trust in him. Has clearly seen something in Addison Williams that lets him know that he's going to be a good coach, a good coordinator. So I'm going to get, I'm going to give him that trust, but look, he's going to take his lumps. Like every first year coach does. We did this two years ago with Travis Williams when we said, Hey, look, he's the first year defensive coordinator. I think Addison Williams is going to take his lumps too, but I'll take my cues from the fact that you haven't heard a single negative thing about Addison Williams ever from anybody. All the players that were at UCF last year, and, and anytime you know somebody gets a hangnail during the portal, your coordinator leaves is typically a, a situation where everyone hops in the portal. Nobody does outside of one person who was had his own legal issues. And so that hopefully pretends that Addison Williams is going to be able to keep this group together. Yes, he's going to learn on the fly. Yes, he's going to take his lumps. But I think the pedigree is there and the, and the groundwork is there for him to be a really solid coach. Well, let's talk about this and more with our first guest of the evening. He is Chris Boyle. He reports on the nights for the Daytona Beach News Journal. Return guest on Suns Live. Chris, welcome back. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Before we get to the questions about the, you know, fighting for the mic uh, in the in the presser room, in the scrums, we, we got to get back to your question asked in the mailbag last week. Chili's yeah. or Olive Garden? You asked it, but now I'm putting you on the spot to answer it. Well, I saw Chili's one out too uh, on the this is no Christian put out, which is you know doubly de- devastating for him. Um, I prefer Chili's, but I'd say Olive Garden wins the appetizer round. Hmm. Very good. Oh, is that is that just on is that just on breadsticks alone, Chris? Salad too, definitely salad. salad. Is that the Italian get you? Yeah, I'm, I'm for it. I'm half Italian, so. Okay. You know, I, I am going to be a little bit snobbish when it comes to Olive Garden. My my mother is a uh, quite an accomplished Italian home cook. So, you know, but I grew up, if I grew up wanting meatballs or I grew up wanting pasta, it was readily and, you know, constantly available, as you can probably tell. <laughs> can you drop a, like a pasta vajoule on? Do you have like a the, the accent with the hand? I, I like this. No, I'm not going to disgrace the Italian people with an accent, but I, I, I'm happy with to okay. do the, uh, the hand signal. Fair enough. Uh, this is what people tune in for right here. These <laughs> That's right. Conversations. Besides our uncertainty about what we're going to see from John Rice Plumley, right? That seems to be on everybody's mind. What's a question that you have about what you're going to see from the offense uh, as the season gets underway in just a week? I mean, obviously, I think how frequently they want to go downfield. Like, is this going to be just a keep them honest type of situation where you you want to run the ball consistently? It's kind of what Hinshaw's alluded to. They want to still be a team that leans heavily on the run game and just try to keep them you know honest over the top. 
or whether they try to become more balanced or whether they try to, you know, add different wrinkles throughout the season. I think that's something that I'm going to be keeping my eye on. They definitely have guys that can win 50-50 balls. Javon Baker certainly, you know, comes to mind immediately. You know, Corey Gamage has really impressive size, having seen him in uh, up close and personnel. I don't think it's going to take him too long to get up and running. So I think there's the option to do it. The other question offensively is the, you know, the starting combination of the offensive line. They still had camp battles at center and right tackle all through the last uh, few weeks. So who, whoever wins those two battles, can they get up to speed? And can it take a, a shorter amount of time for that unit to really kind of be cohesive to allow some of those other things to happen? Chris, we've heard all offseason, all camp that John Rice Plumley has, quote unquote, made a night and day difference. Everybody who steps in front of a microphone says that he's absolutely improved from last season. What do you make of that? What do you what do you take of that in that you haven't seen anything from JRP outside of him faking throws and, and giving handoffs? What do you make of what you're hearing from the team and the coaches about JRP? I mean, they're confident. I think the the more interesting things that I've, you know, in the conversations we've had with with Hinshaw and with other coaches has been, you know, the footwork, I think is really uh, the footwork and the presence downfield are the, are the two things that he's, you know, the Hinshaw in particular has kind of talked about fixing those mechanics, keeping the eyes downfield uh, in the pocket too, not just on the run. It's, it's, you know, making sure he's aware of what's going on around him when he drops back to throw and not stepping up into a, into a pass rusher. Um, so, understanding those things and then getting the body adjusted to throw the, the ball accurately, whether it's at, at the intermediate or, or deep range, those are more interesting to me than just the, the idea of him being night and day different. I think, you know, the proof is going to come in the pudding. He struggled against power five teams last year. There's no other way to say it. He averaged less than 150 passing yards a game was through no touchdowns and three interceptions against the power five, the three power five points they played. So until we see it actually happen, Against the upper echelon competition, there's going to be a healthy degree of skepticism. Well, Chris, a quarterback's best friend is a running game, and obviously UCF has no shortage of running backs they can turn to. Who do you expect to break out of that running game? Obviously, R.J. Harvey is probably the, the lead back. You bring in a Demarcus Bowman, who's got some really eye-popping speed. Johnny Richards has been there. We've heard a lot about Mark Anthony Richards in, in scrimmages and press conferences. Jordan McDonald is, is a large human being. How do you think UCF will separate and break out that running back room? I'd still lean Harvey. I think he's probably the most complete player of those uh, of that five that you kind of mentioned. Um, I'm really in intrigued to see how much DeMarcus Bowman gets an opportunity early. I think he's got truly unique speed. I mean, you saw it in the in the 40 yard dash they ran in the spring game. He out, he outran Johnny Richardson, who you know he's quite a bit bigger than. So that, that ability to run away from guys, I think, is something that Harvey didn't have at the very top end last year. He had some long runs, but did get tracked down a couple times near the goal line. I think the Cincinnati game kind of comes to mind if I, if I remember correctly. Um, and whereas Bowman, if, if you give Bowman a lane, he is going to run through the, the tunnel like Bo Jackson. I mean, it, he's got that kind of speed. Earlier, you mentioned a position battle. The one we've been talking about the most is at center. Some options for the Knights. No announcement, of course, on uh, the starting roles. But we had opportunity to speak with the uh, transfer Drake Metcalf last week at that media day. He does not lack for confidence, does he? 
the lack for content either. No. <laughs> that was 16 <laughs> solid minutes, Trace. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What do you what do you make of that battle? It, it feels like the Knights are well positioned no matter how it shakes out. I mean, yeah, they're kind of spoiled for choices, right? I mean, Metcalf was a top 10 player at the position coming out of high school and is a player that just hasn't really got the opportunity to to be a an every down player, whereas Bully Schmidt is kind of the other way around, was more of an under the radar prospect, but made the most of his time at Fresno State and was an all Mountain West. Uh, selection. And then Caden Kittler was one of the few offensive linemen out of the high school ranks that they took uh, in these first two classes. So there's certainly a, uh, <laughs> there's certainly a, um, a, a comfort in, in having him on board and, and pro- in doing a progression, you know, seeing him progress from his freshman year to his redshirt freshman year. Eventually I do think that we will, um, that we will see him play a bit more this year. As it goes on, I kind of tend to to think that Metcalf has positioned himself pretty well, maybe better than I expected, considering that Schmidt had you know the full spring to work with the first team. And before I move into another question, would you like to respond to Robert? Uh, should we pause here while you? Uh... Let me see if I can get her all the way around. Hang on, <laughs> I gotta make sure I don't get my feet tangled in the cords. <laughs> That's... Oh no! Uh, uh... <laughs> That's one. That's one. That's like that's Three. like twenty bucks right there. Three. <laughs> this is not fast. I'll also make sure. No, you know, it's not speed. This is a, this it's is a just, just accomplishment. You know, it is. This play. There's a, looks like a, so there's looks a like hamper a to chair. my left. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> a, and there's like about a foot worth of uh, knee room. Some just fell over. Right there uh, you can find I'm Chris at the stuck. Daytona Beach News Journal at Chris Boyle DB for hard hitting. Yeah, that was that was not that. fast. I don't know fast. I have no. Speed. That's like fifty bucks. I think that's fifty bucks worth right there. <laughs> uh, thank you for being a good sport on that. All right. Back I seriously roll. like. I have about four inches worth of knee room from where I'm sitting right now, and there's a a, a child's hamper right behind me that was getting caught in the seat. So. Uh, you've been a good sport about this. All right. Offensive line versus defensive line for UCF. Which do you have more confidence in going into this season? Defensive line. I think that's a really deep group. To me, it's the best position group on the roster. Um, I think you've got depth. I think you've got high-end talent. Uh, in particular, the the newcomers they brought in with John Walker, with Caven Call. Supplementing players such as... Um, you know, Tremont Morris, Brass, Josh Seliscar, Ricky Barber, Lee Hunter has looked really strong. We've heard a lot about him. People keep bringing up Lee Hunter's name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's hard to miss. China <laughs> shop is how, is how Ricky Barber described him. So uh, that's that's going to be a fun pairing, I think, the two of those guys this year. There's there's just a lot of guys I think can get after the quarterback. And I know that sacks, you know, is kind of the stat we point to. They were 109th in the country last year in sacks. But they created pressure too. You got to think that you know, that front four was able to get there consistently to to at least bother opposing quarterbacks and disrupt plays, and that led to their success in the red zone. You mentioned John Walker. How much playing time and impact do you anticipate for this highly touted freshman? He'll. I think he'll play a lot. I really do. I think he'll get. I don't know if there's an exact number that I would throw out there, but you got to think that he's going to be con- consistently keeping guys fresh. And they just want to get that talent out there. They, they know how good of a player he is. Anyone that's seen him at the high school level knows how good of a player he is. He should be really exciting. Knights fans are going to love him. I, I think he's he's that special. I, I mean, he is a total disruptive force. 
Uh, at least he was at Osceola. And, you know, this time next year we'll be talking about him and Derek LeBlanc playing together again. So it's uh, it's really an exciting time for them. Chris, you've been coming to UCF for a couple of seasons now. How would you compare this offseason to last year's offseason? Obviously, last year featured quarterback questions and a bunch of different different things happening with the team. At the risk of, of sounding too like Gen Y here, what are the vibes like right now? How are they different <laughs> than last year from, from a, just a team and an overall chemistry standpoint? I think the vibes are good. Like, I think the, the cohesion seems there. I mean, they all seem like they're kind of going the same direction. And I think that the fact of the matter is, is there's just a different degree of expectation, right? It's, it's really entering the unknown. How good they're going to be in this league right out of the gate? I don't think anyone really has a great answer for that. I think, you know, the most optimistic fans probably think that they can be, I don't know, six wins in the conference, maybe nine wins overall. The ceiling of the ceiling can be, you know, there's going to be lower than maybe it would have been in the uh, the American. But I think overall the the floor is going to be pretty attainable as well. It could be. I don't think anything. I think anything like less than four wins would be shocking. But I think anything more than eight would be also shocking. All right, fill in the blank for me here, Chris. The biggest difference between a Gus Malzahn offense and a Darren Hinshaw offense will be blank. Hmm. <clears throat> That's a good question. I, I don't know if they I mean, maybe the trick play element. I, I think that could be one big difference. I mean, you, you know, Gus is willing to throw anything out there at any time. I, you know, we'll see how it looks for Darren. I haven't watched a ton of tape of UAB to be completely honest with you or his, or his tenure, Kentucky. All but, right, Chris, you got to go. What are you doing, Chris? Yeah. What are you even doing? Chris, come on. <laughs> I invited you last teams? week. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting into the UAB questions now. You're going to really be stumped <laughs> oh, for the next yeah. five minutes. Unbelievable. It, it would be, it, you could definitely find some trends if you, if you study the tape for his tenure, Kentucky and UAB, if you really want to get into it. Um, but I think the trick play element uh, and, and kind of the, the Gus, you know, there, there's, there's signature Gus things, right? Like, you know, if you want to get JP going here in a few minutes, just ask him about the Bowser play call where they threw, where they threw it to JRP last year. If you really want to get him on a tangent for about 10 minutes. You can hang around and, and, That's a head and tee him up with that one. <laughs> right there. Uh, we were talking about uh, new defensive coordinator Addison Williams before you came on. What do you think the learning curve is for him? I mean, you hear high praise from fellow coaches, certainly from players. They like him. Uh, what do you expect from him? It doesn't feel like it's going to be that big. I mean, it, it helps that he's got everybody around him with the exception of Travis, right? I mean, they've got the, the same edge coach, the same defensive tackles coach. He's still got Gibbs with him. You know, Ernie Sims is somebody that's obviously vetted in and, and uh, <clears throat> or vetted in has become a trusted member of that staff. And they're going to play a different style. But by the way, it sounds a linebacker. They're going to come downhill a bit more as opposed to being reactive. So I don't think there's going to be a ton uh, of difference as far as that's concerned, just because the players are going to be familiar with their position coaches and the unit as a whole shouldn't look a, a lot different. The scheme's not changing. It's still a four two five. You know, maybe the, the, the types of calls, the the aggressiveness seems to be something that that sounds like it's going to be a bit uh, higher end. So uh, whether that's blitzing, whether that's you know jumping any any routes or you know changing anything in, in the in the philosophy, that's still to be to determined. But it does, I don't think there's going to be a huge huge amount of change between uh, defensive looks. 
Chris, can they can they at least turn their head around when the ball is being thrown? Can we at least get that out of them? You think? That's like the number one uh, common thing you see with defensive backs everywhere now, and and I've always hated it because it feels like you reward a, a quarterback for underthrowing a pass by ten yards. Like any time that the ball's a 50-50 ball, if the if the if it's underthrown and the receiver tries to come back to it, and the and the defensive back just you know happens to be existing without finding the football, immediately it's a flag. You keep a close eye on recruiting. What do you make of the summer of booms from uh, Coach Malzahn and his staff? And do you think they can hold the majority of these guys to uh, early signing day in December? It's impressive. Uh, I mean, they had they got on a roll right into July. You know, the Atlanta contingent, I think, was, is very strong for them, that they were able to get the, the guys they wanted at the top of the board. They got their top center. They got their top tight end. You know, they got their top – you know, defensive back, one of their, certainly one of their best defensive back targets in Jacob Goode. Uh, they got their top running back and they got a second running back that was kind of a, I wouldn't say a bonus, but, you know, with Cam, excuse me, Cam Martin's uh, t- ties to Texas, I don't know if, uh, if Frankie Arthur commits here without maybe a pre existing relationship or at the very least, kind of a, a familiarity with somebody who's been there and done it in the state of Texas. Um, and, and so I think it's been really impressive. I would say that most of the guys seem pretty solid, a lot of local targets, a lot of guys they've already had flip once. I, I think there's only a handful of guys that could see that maybe if things change, if situations change, you know, they may end up uh, you know going elsewhere. But I think for the most part, they're going to keep a, a good number of these kids. You've done a series of articles about UCF's opponents in the Big 12, really good articles. Uh, besides Oklahoma, what do you think is the most challenging game, and why is that Texas Tech on the road? I'm bullish on Texas Tech. I really uh, am. Who is it? I, I, I figured you were going to ask me about them, so I did pull it up to, rem- <laughs> to remember what I wrote. Ah, uh, now you do the homework. You know, the UAB, <laughs> homework. The UAB <laughs> homework didn't get done. Oh. So here's what I like about Texas Tech. They finished the year really well. Uh, they, they swept Texas and Oklahoma last year. They beat Ole Miss pretty convincingly in the bowl game, which, again, I know bowl games, motivation, SEC. No one cares if it's not the national championship game. I'm well aware. Thank you for reminding me. But I think overall this is a team that has a, a, a proven winner, a quarterback, in Tyler Schaff. As long as he stays healthy, he's 8-1 and one as a starter. They have their leading rusher back. They brought in some good defensive pieces in the portal. They've got three receivers back that combined for almost 1,800 yards last year. I think they're well-balanced. They have a coach that's committed, that's recommitted there with a new contract. Just a lot of positivity around that program. The schedule sets up nicely for them, too. Um, their toughest games, Kansas State, TCU, go to them. Their only tough game away from home is really uh, Texas. And, and I think that they play three of the newcomers, too. So they get UCF and they get two other newcomers to the Big 12. So it sets up nicely for them to maybe get on that run and, and get to the uh, conference championship game. They're one of the only teams in the Big 12 that's never played in the conference title game uh, in the league's current setup. I mean, if you go back, if I'm, I, mean, I think I wrote that Colorado's played in it, Nebraska's played in it, Texas A&M have played in it. They're, they're not there anymore. Uh, Colorado will be back, but Texas Tech is – you know, been there since like 96 and they've yet to do it. Let's end with this. We don't know the press box seating next week, but who is your preferred to your left and to your right in oh, row boy. one in the press box? This might be the hardest question you've asked the whole time because now <laughs> I'm going to like tell you who I like and who I don't. Uh, that's um, why I put you on the spot. 
So Ryan Pritt, our sports editor and West Virginia University alum, uh, will probably be joining me next Thursday. So I assume he'll be uh, occupying one of those seats uh, to either side of me. I don't care if he sits to my left or my right. So I'll pick him to make sure I get a paycheck this coming week. And uh, Trace, you can sit next to me. That was the easy choice. (laughs) Chris, you do good work. You're a good follow, good articles for the Daytona Beach News Journal on UCF at Chriswell, DBNJ. Chris, thanks for being a good sport. Before we let you go here, a little little spin, and then we'll we'll say goodbye. No, we're done with that. <laughs> like that was, I, I have to. I, I don't know if I actually have a favorite charity. I'm gonna have to come up with one for uh for your friend. The human, there. the human fund. Uh, <laughs> yes, I, I, will, I will come up with one. It, 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 you know. I'm, Donate to uh, to Goldsboro Elementary's PTA. There you go, or, or or something to do with Goldsboro Elementary. That's where my uh, where my kid goes to school. Robert will be in touch. Chris, thanks. You See you out there. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. All right, Chris, a good sport with us on the Sons of UCF Live. Uh, a good knowledge there. See, he's bullish. On well, I mean, not. Stuff. I mean, not great knowledge. He didn't have any UAB stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he's all right he's all right uh plenty of texas tech stuff apparently but some uh more football news ucf mike watch list senior bowl quite a few nights on that senior bowl list javon baker john rice plumley tyling grable Tremont morris crash decorian patterson ricky barber josh Salazar, and name we haven't heard a whole lot about sean peterson jr uh in the uh, senior bowl watch list so that's eight guys right there how long is that list by the way if ucs got eight guys they, they got like 200 on that list they gotta have a lot yeah, of guys i imagine list. yeah uh cheap plug time a lot of them i saw you put down the hammer today get your sunny votes in how are the votes uh, coming in I vote looking in. good some some really interesting write-in vote names uh that i can't reveal on the show i think uh, i wrote but- in i think i wrote in one or two Actually. Uh, not these one or two you didn't write in. I don't. I don't Probably. suspect. But some interesting votes uh, have come in. I'm gonna close it down. This is our favorite thing. I love to hear what you guys think. Because here's the thing: we don't know anything. We're all gonna guess some stupid stuff. And at the end of the year, we'll look foolish. And so let's all look foolish together. If you go to our Twitter handle at Suns UCF, it's up there a few different times. You can find it. Uh, it's a Google form. Take you about like three minutes. Hit some buttons. You're good to go. Uh, just you went high your... tech on that thing, by the way. High tech. On Listen, that. I don't trust the, uh, the the geniuses running the new X platform to be able to efficiently run a poll for us. So I, I have to I have to do something different. Uh, well, that's good. Get the, so what is there okay. a specific time it's uh, closing, or is just a, whenever I remember to take it down? Okay, and you're going to be talking about it on the show with Mike. Come out. Uh, allegedly, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about this. Uh, I, I see a lot of people posting photos with their son's hats. So it seems like some merch is flying uh, off the shelves. Yeah. Citronite Apparel is, uh, is a great spot. You see the, the two son's hats on the screen here. But here's the thing. They've got plenty other UCF gear. So uh, our friend Chris, who, if fun fact, is the designer of the son's logo. Uh, and so it just makes sense to partner with Chris. He's a, he's a fellow knight. He's an alum. Does great work. A lot of you, I think, uh, go to his site and, and buy his stuff. So we're going to work on some more stuff. But if you want an EHOS or a son's hat, uh, you can go to citronite.com. And, uh, and they're there for you along with a bunch of other merch here. So get your merch fill in. We got tailgate champions. We got boom hats. Chris has it all for you. Citronite.com. I don't think I've ever asked you this. What, what were some of the other designs? Uh, or was this the first one presented to you for the Suns logo? Or, were there, or did you choose from some? 
That's a darn good question. I think that was the first one he selected. I think he just kind of knew that Mike and I were sort of old school fans. And um, I think that's what he came up with. I'm not one to haggle. And Chris is a good guy. So that made sense. And here we go. And then the, the final plug, uh, pool tracker. Mike's uh, got that out again, uh, using the latest and greatest technology. For that. <laughs> when you're done playing Oregon Trail, <laughs> go over to pooltracker.com and search for Sons of UCF. We're there. Why, by the way, does he want to take a shot at me when he says that, he, that he's beaten me? I mean, is that necessary? He, he beat some people. He, he lost to others. I mean, Listen, I, I, I told you this the other day. Mike has got <laughs> social media figured out. He shows up, drops a couple bombs, <laughs> yes. and leaves for five days, then comes back, drops a few more bombs, leaves for five days. He's got this whole thing figured out. So you won't see Mike on social until at least Tuesday at this point. So he's going to let you stew over it while he's trying to comb one hair at a time. <laughs> How you doing with your push-ups? You I'm solid. I have, I have, I've actually tried to exceed a couple days to get a bit of a head. So I think I'm on a, uh, I have to get like an 89 a day pace at this point. So I am on track to complete before next Thursday. Are you doing 1979 or are you doing 2023? Uh, I, I charted 1979, but I think I'll actually be able to go over that uh, just based on my, my pacing. So stay tuned. Mike's been talking about it. It does get easier. If you just stay with it, it gets easier. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously that's the whole point of working out Trace, right? Like, you know, that's why you do it. Allegedly. Some let's, uh, let's get some soccer updates. Uh, 26 minutes to go. UCF Clemson, uh, the number nine Clemson Tigers. Uh, Knights gave up that goal. Second fastest goal in Clemson history, 25 seconds in, uh, but then uh, equalized it right before the half. So uh, that's uh, what, now what is this now? Is uh uh, it's good to Mike see. has the internet. Wherever Mike's at, he has the internet. Which <laughs> is not good for any of you people. And why isn't he here on the show? Because uh, he's can... busy watching the show. I, I don't know. <laughs> he's what busy watching the show. What do you want me to do? Trace? And uh, women up uh, at the half, uh, one nothing. Um, while we wait for, where, where, where's our, where's our? Oh, we're ready. Yes. Oh, we're ready. My bad. I didn't ready? tell you. We're ready. Oh yeah. Oh, we're good. oh, okay. Well, let's welcome in the man behind the lowercase a agenda. He is J.P. Gilbert, oh, a no, no, provocateur no, no, on the social media front no, and a diehard no, no, no. nice. <laughs> listen, uh, J.P. Hello, comrades. How you guys doing? Listen, I, first of all, I wanted to say you guys look phenomenal. You guys look uh, happy and healthy. And Trace comes on here. The first thing he does is uh is mock the agenda we're not going to do that trace we're not going to do that tonight <laughs> we I, we've been having fans come on in this uh half hour point of the show you are one of the ones that i wanted to bring it this is a big adam device here fill in the blank uh how are oh, you feeling going into this 2023 season what what's what's your sense of this ucf football team well i'm excited very excited because just football in general is fun um, but my excitement decreases every highlight video that I see, uh, <laughs> where every pass seemingly is intercepted. Um, so I'm excited, uh, but um, it kills me on the inside every time I, uh, I watch one of our camp highlight videos. Let's talk a little bit about quarterback John Rice Plumley. You dissect and pick apart every one of his throws. You're hearing good things, maybe some of the video clips that you're saying you're not as encouraged by, but you would anticipate progress year over year for him. But will that be enough and maybe a uh, more competitive conference for the Knights? Uh, you know, I think best case scenario, you know, you see Jordan Travis at FSU, uh, who was, I think he was going to be switched over wide receiver and he went to uh, quarterback um, and, he, and he developed and got better. 
Um, so I think the best case scenario for Plumley is that track. Um, but you know, we'll see. Uh, you know, I'm 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 an evidence-based guy, so uh, I'm gonna wait and see. Are you cautiously optimistic? Can no. I say that? No, no, no I am <laughs> cautiously pessimistic, and then I, I, it will be proven to me uh, if I should have any optimism. I think anybody um, uh, that that I'm friends with on Twitter would, would see that um, pessimism is where I start, and then if we can get to positive, we'll get there. But I'm uh, I'm cautiously pessimistic. All right, JP, you meet a UCF fan, and he says to you, hey, if we go 6-7 and seven this year and go to a bowl game, I'll be happy. What do you say to that UCF fan? I'm, I'm there with you. Like, the, the getting to the process, I'm going to be upset. Um, my Saturday is going to be miserable when we lose. I'm going to have to go on a lot of long walks uh, after those losses. But I'll be happy if we go 6-7. and seven. Um, I say that now. Hold me to it. I'll be happy if we go 6-7 and seven, go to a bowl. Um, but uh, hypothetically, uh, I'd be happy, but we'll see what happens. But I think I'll be happy. Which game scared you the most? If there's a game on the schedule that you've got circled that the agenda is clearly keeping their third eye on, which game is that? Kansas State. Kansas State. Mm-hmm. Um, this team, Gus Malzahn at UCF hasn't shown me that he can win on the road. Um, Kansas State's a really well-coached team uh, with some – big corn-fed boys out there in the Midwest with nothing else to do in Manhattan, Kansas, but but hit each other. Um, so I'm worried. I'm worried. I think they have the size advantage, um, and, and I don't know that we are equipped to play a school like that just yet. So that's the one that I've, I've got my eye on to see how we do. Do you like that the space game is against Oklahoma State? You know, not really. I – I think we need, listen, I became a soccer fan like a month ago with uh, uh, Messi coming to Miami. And as soon as he comes to the team, we're playing for a championship. Evidently, there's another championship we're playing for. I think we need to make more trophy games, okay? Houston's right there. Put like I heard Mike say it on the podcast. Put the space game on the road. Make it a trophy game. Make it a space game. Um, so I'd like to see more consistency with that. But make it a trophy game. I think we need to make it a trophy game. Just to deviate from football for a little bit, you're a close follower of UCF women's basketball. How do you break down what Coach Messer has done in the offseason? Uh, that's a great question, uh, Trey. That's part of that. the agenda, right? I mean, you women's know, basketball, there's a big push you on know, women's basketball I, I, as part of this agenda. I, uh, Coach Messer, I hope you're watching. And if you're not, I hope someone shares this with you. I've got, I've got two young girls. One, the four-year-old is in the 97th percentile of height. Uh, the six-month-olds in the 90th percentile of height. Coach Messer, please contact me. Uh, two future Citronauts, I think they're uh, what you're looking for. <laughs> All right, well, let me get this out of the way right quick. I, I am a J.P. Gilbert fan. You don't need me to defend you, though. You stand on your own, too. I got that. But here's what I want to know. What's, what's some one misconception people have about J.P. Gilbert? What's one thing that you think that the Twitter world thinks about J.P. Gilbert? Because I think I get you. I understand what, where you're at. You're a passionate fan. You want to win as much as everybody else. What's one misconception about J.P. Gilbert? I think people think that this is a bit, right? Like, and this to is, an extent. This isn't? It, this, isn't it, well, this is really you? Know, you? To an extent, I, think, I think it's, you know, you, you, you got to play up for – you, you want to be entertaining for, for the people. But I truly hold all the opinions that I share. 
I'm not sharing an opinion that I don't that I don't uh, believe in my heart. So it, people might think, oh, he's putting on it's a fake opinion. I, let me tell you, every opinion you see me share is an opinion that I actually feel about the state of UCF or or anything for that matter. Is there one specific and uh, the agenda is vast. Uh, it's superfluous at times. Is there one specific opinion that Good you put out there? Words tonight from Adam. Thank you. Jeez. No, I went to UCF. Long. Is there one specific opinion you put out there that you were surprised at the backlash you got in return? Is there one that you you put out there and you're like, yeah, this one's gonna hit, and all of a sudden people just came after you? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> all right, I got um, once. I said that the volleyball team. <laughs> should be <laughs> renamed McKenna Melville and some other student athletes um, because I'm watching her and she looks like an alien flying across the court and I'm seeing some other people uh, that are getting diplomas and the Twitter backlash that I got was was the likes that we've never seen. I had volleyball parents uh, coming at me. Um, so I, I thought, you know, I didn't realize we had that many volleyball fans. Um, so, uh, so that, that was the backlash, uh, that, that I was, I was surprised that, um, I had, I think staffers reaching out to it. So that, that went, that went sideways, but, uh, Todd Dash and I left. He was so mad. He was so mad. He left. Would you say that your push uh, for Citronauts, are you, are you resigned to the fact that you're part of a vocal minority and that that's never going to well, switch listen, I mean, over? You know, change, change takes time, Trace. Um, you know, in the history of the United States, we, we, we've had changes that have happened in this country. It just takes time. Um, so I'm, I'm happy being uh, uh, in the vocal minority. I understand it's a minority opinion. But the fact of the matter is it's the correct opinion. If you were to take a poll, of 10 random people in Orange County and say, well, listen, do you want to have a mascot, a medieval knight that has no connection to this area, or do you want to make an astronaut? Oh, by the way, the space program is just that way. And uh, Orange County, oranges, and make a space astronaut uh, that's an orange, would you rather have that as a mascot? And 10 out of 10 people would say yes. So listen, I understand changes take time. I understand you're very upset that this change is eventually going to happen. But listen, we'll put Citronaut loyalists on the board of trustees. We'll change it up, but it's, it'll take time. Uh, we'll, we'll get there, Trace. We'll get there. Before we go around the kingdom, grade the job Terry Mahajer's done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No. What? What? Hmm. I think he's brought in more shareholders, right? That he's got to bring in the money. Um, I'd say a solid C. Solid C. Wow. All right, hang Leo with us. C. We're going to get Leo through C some minus. News. Well, I, I, I got one more. I got oh, one more. Yeah, yeah run the kingdom. I got that. JP, I got to know if you'll tell me the secrets. You are, and I know that you don't allow everyone into this, uh, this this orb of your life. You are a fantastic Twitter follower. Can you please break down for me? Share the meme strategy because you seem to have a Rolodex of memes, and no one has Rolodexes anymore, which is awesome. You have a Rolodex of memes available at the ready, it seems like. What's your philosophy? What's your strategy? Are these all saved on your phone? How do you, how do you get the memes so right so quickly? Because I don't think you've missed yet. Adam, thank you for that question. I'm yeah. glad to answer it. So... Initially, I would I would save pictures that I found funny. 
I, and I'm big on pop culture, current events that are going on, and, and use that as a strategy in, in posting on Twitter. Um, thankfully, they, they now have bookmarks. So I, I use the bookmarks. Uh, I use the bookmarks now to, to save pictures because let me tell you why. You know, I, I have a, a six-month-old and people always want to see pictures. And it, it became very embarrassing when I'm, I'm saving a picture <laughs> of a current event and, and, and someone wants to see a baby and, and they're seeing someone's face from whatever current event's going on uh, rather than my kids. So um, it, it's, it's evolved. Um, I use bookmarks now and I try to connect the, what I save to, to whatever tweet. Um, but that, that, that's the method to the madness. I had to, I had to change so that, uh, uh I wouldn't embarrass myself in public anymore. It's, it's the, not just the accuracy, it's the speed too. The other, like you literally within like an hour yesterday, you had the Giuliani picture <laughs> ready to go as your, it's, it's the speed, not just the accuracy. That's, that's damn impressive. I'll give you that. Well, You're listen, waiting I, for the Trump mugshot, aren't you? You, you I, want listen, to add that listen, it, Which it, one? It, it, it dropped, it dropped while uh, we were waiting and uh, I hadn't saved it yet, but, uh, it will be used. Uh, Do you have a favorite? Hopefully, hopefully, I don't have to use it so much this season, but we'll see. Do you have a favorite? I, my one of my favorites is turn the lights off. When you have to turn the lights off, that's the one. Lights, Do you have a favorite the, one you go to? Man, the lights one is very good. Um, there's there's one. Well, listen, I, we don't. I don't want to. You know, I, I I this is a this is a sports show. I want to to get too much into the uh, the political world. I use a lot of political tweets uh, or not political uh, memes. Um, so there's a bunch out there, you know, there's a, a certain governor that looks really weird and he <laughs> makes great faces. Um, so, so I've been a big fan of, uh, of, of the weird governor's face, but, um, you know, I, 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 I try to mix it up. Our late friend at cost seg advisor would be proud of the work that you do on social media. RIP All right. RIP Before we get to some mailbag questions, want to ha have you hang around for that. Uh, let's go to some news and notes. Roll it. I'm Mitch McCarthy, UCF punter. Let's go around the kingdom. I love Mitch McCarthy. Chloe Netzel with a goal. Knights leading at Georgia 1-0 in women's soccer return home. Sunday, opening night, North Florida at 5 o'clock. Men's soccer won. Oh, Knights have scored up 2-1 now. 21 minutes to go at number nine, Clemson. Uh, they uh, return home as well, uh, open up against Stetson on Sunday night. And volleyball, J.P. Gilbert's volleyball team at the Albany Volleyball Classic, Navy, Syracuse, and Albany. Listen, Mel uh, Melville's gone, all right? So uh, we'll see. Now it's just a bunch of athletes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, if you haven't caught it yet, Eric Lopez and I, uh, another episode of Around the Kingdom, talking about scenarios, you know, what would be a great season for the Knights, what would be disaster, and, and let's listen to this clip from the show. If you win the Boise State game, I think this season will be, a will be headed towards a successful year. I don't know if you agree with me on this. If you lose the Boise State game, I feel like you're playing catch-up the rest of the way because you're going to have to steal an extra road game probably in conference. I think there are winnable games on the road for this team, but they got to prove it. They got to prove it. They haven't proven it. We'll see what happens there. But if they can win that Boise game, that'll set the tone, I think, for a successful year. Elo, a true professional. I'm surprised you just didn't grab the clip where he goes, Trace, people like you. People, he, he knows how to stir the pot, that guy. Uh, around the kingdom, you can find it on the Suns YouTube channel. JP, can you do the honors for us? It's, uh, you know what, you know what, what happens now, right? You know what time it is. What is it? How does it start? You know what time it is? I'm glad, I'm glad you asked. It's that time again. 
time to open the Brian W. Peterson Sons of UCF mailbag. Does he have a, a, a UCF and American flag pin? Let's check that out. Hold on. We'll, we'll go one more time. It's that time again. Time to open the Brian W. Peterson Sons of UCF mailbag. No, that, that, that's double pig 12 flags. Uh, that's something. And we begin with our friend Robert, two letters, two words, with our video question of the week. Hey, boys. Two letters, two words here with a question. For the Brian W. Peterson Memorial, Sons of UCF Mailbag. The question is this. If there were an auction of the most prized possessions from UCF football history, what item would get the highest bids? Would it be the football that Borlegi kicked at Alabama? Would it be Mackenzie Milton's helmet from the Peach Bowl? Or would it be something from Dante Culpepper? Anyway, very interested to know what you have to say. Looking forward to hearing it. Go Knights. And of course, charge on. JP, do the honors. What's that prized possession? Quadri Jones' jersey when he tried to fight Daniel Labarski on the sideline. Mm, good one. <laughs> Adam? Uh, I think there's only one answer. Uh, civil conflict trophy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that answer, too. Uh, civil conflict trophy. Just steal winner. my answer, Trace? You got nothing? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going with yours. G. McDowell's couch? Everybody slept on, apparently? <laughs> nothing? <laughs> that, was, that was quite the revelation. I didn't mean like that. Week. You know what I meant? <laughs> People took naps. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Naps. Naps. Yeah. At Black Gold underscore Ed. Should Orange County Mayor Demnings be Night Nation's public enemy mm. number one? Uh, because he does not support Terry Modger's request for tourist funds. I will say this. We've got some questions about that armored up, asking along those same lines. Uh, UCF uh, got bullied a little bit in the realm of politics this week. They need to spend a little of that money on uh, some better lobbyists, JP. They need they need lobbyists. It's it, and, and, you know, a guy like Demings says that UCF deserves no money because he's not scared of, of UCF and the voters of UCF. I'll tell you one time, you know, Randy Fine was was uh, talking reckless, and uh, so I called him. I called him, and you can find Jerry Demings' number. Um, so, you know, I, I urge everyone out there that's an Orange County resident to reach out to your mayor, make your voice heard, practice your First Amendment uh, rights, and uh, and let him know what you think about that. You think it's a fair use of uh, these tourism tax dollars? Um. Yeah, yeah, because listen, I, I think the law is silly that that this is how they're using uh, tourism tax dollars. Um, but if they're available, um, yeah, why 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 not UCF? But listen, I understand politically why the Orange County mayor wants that money to go to Orange County uh, buildings and events rather than UCF, which is not Orange County. So I get that, but um, make your voice heard to, to Jerry Demings because. Uh, He's not, he's clearly not scared of UCF right now. JP, maybe you can help me with this. Mike and I try to figure this out in the podcast, not an Orange County resident. Why is there a mayor of Orange County and a mayor of Orlando? Can you explain that to me? I don't understand. That's a chart. I mean, the, the county has a mayor and the city has a mayor, right? So there's city of Orlando. That's not everywhere, though, right? That's just, is that just an Orange County thing? No, they, we have this in Miami, too, right? No. Uh, we have a city of Miami. Well, that's not a model you want to have, JP. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, yeah, the, the less said, better, the, the better. But uh, yeah, I think that's it's it's uh, common in some places. Um, but we have the, the city limits and we have the county limits. So that, that's that's why. So Demings, his his area is much larger than the city. Of 
Probably the best question of the night from Mario. Any any recording of that phone call with Randy Fine? <laughs> hey, listen, don't don't try to get me uh, don't try to get me in trouble here. Florida is a two party consent state, so it is not it was never <laughs> recorded. Um, so there is no phone call with uh, Randy Fine. But I got him on the phone, and uh, I, I let him. I, I, I practiced my First Amendment rights. He actually All answered, right. by the way. You didn't get like some staff. No, I left a message. Randy I left a message, and he called me back. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, it emptied his four over under on the 33 and a half point spread for the opener over Kent State. That's under. Come on. Whatever. Come on. Let me see. Adam. Under. Yeah, under. Another one from Michael. Conferences going to 16 or 18 in the Big Ten's case in 2024. What are the odds we begin to see conference championship tournaments in football? Remember, they care about the student athletes. They're stretching this season out longer and longer with the extended playoffs. By the way, what's the purpose of week zero? Why don't we just call it week one? <laughs> to, to have sick people watch football. Um, so, I, yeah, that's a great question. I, I, I don't know, but um, I'll have to get involved. Um, if it makes money, uh, you know, maybe we'll see it down the road. I just I don't know that uh, they figured out the money situation of it yet. So, but if there's money being made, you can assure that we'll see more games being played. Yeah, I think you can use this like a flow chart. Here's the question. Uh, college football change. Will it make money? Yes, no. And just, just if it's yes, just keep following down. Easy enough. Uh, Grahala is Debbie. Which new transfer player are you most looking forward to seeing in action this season? And let's let's go off the board with this. I know she's asking about football. Which men's basketball transfer? <laughs> <laughs> All of them. <laughs> That's yeah. the are you most looking forward to seeing? Do you like uh, the new Lithuanian? <laughs> listen, listen. I'm all in. I'm all in on our European brothers. Listen. Uh, What's your over under on men's basketball conference wins? 18 game uh, schedule, uh, nine at home. Point five. Over under. Taking the under. <laughs> no, no seriously. Over listen. under wins conference wins. Conference. I, I said point five, and I'm taking the under. Okay, you can't get point five. Men's. Men's. Take the under. That's zero. The, the sooner everybody realizes. The UCF men's basketball program is a money laundering operation. <laughs> the easier your life gets. It's it's solely and and now especially now because we're going to get conference credits from all the Big Twelve teams going to the tournament. We're going to just bring in the money. Don't worry about it. Leave leave Johnny there. Nice guy. He's he's spending apparently all of his time in Europe now, bringing some professionals over. All good by me. Bring them in. It's a money laundering app. Uh, they beat the Venetian ballers, um, JP. The who now? Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the, the Lithuanian school children over there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Listen, we, uh, we we really took it to the 11-year-olds. Um, but listen, it's, it, as long as the money laundering goes to my, uh, my women's basketball program, I'm good. Uh, Adam, which uh, transfer player are you most looking forward to seeing? <laughs> Football. Uh, Demarcus Bowman. Yeah, I think he seems fast. I like that. Brian W. Peterson, which game on the schedule, JP, are you least looking forward to and why? Uh, Villanova. I don't know why we schedule FCS games anymore. Adam? I'm going to go Boise State because I think if we had known we were in the Big 12 this year, we would not have scheduled Boise State. So this feels like the game that just kind of caught us by surprise. And if we're not ready, as Eric Lopez told us, we could lose this one. So I'm going to say Boise State because I'd love a nice little cupcake right here in week two. I think they're going to struggle at Kansas State. Uh, that, that one's, to me, a difficult one for them on the road. At Gold Rush 97, what's your favorite uniform combination of all time, JP? You know, I like the, uh, the 2018 Peach Bowl. 
uh, uniform. I think those were great, but, but allow me to uh, rant really quick. I, I've sure. seen a lot of people pretend to like these new uniforms we got, the night mode and, and light mode. I call them practice mode. Those jerseys are garbage. <laughs> Those jerseys are garbage, and I'm tired of pretending that people think they're good. We There's no design on them. You can't see the the, the patch on the side. Garbage. You guys had the uniform the, the uniform podcast. I actually really like those guys. Um, the, the Pegasus podcast. <laughs> That's what they're known as. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> well, they're also known as the Mikey Keen podcast. Well, but, listen, uh, let's, let's not slander Mikey Keen here. Uh, <laughs> they started last year. But they pretend to like these new practice mode uniforms. They are garbage. Space uniform last year, terrible. Like, let's 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 make some. Uh, I don't want anybody to lose their job. But I'm just saying, let's let's make some changes on how these uniforms look. Terrible. Do you want Pewter to come back? Uh, yeah. Why not Pewter Anthracite? The school colors of um, of my Citronauts. Yes. Adam, favorite combo? It's, listen, it's tough to follow J.P. Gilbert with every question here. I'm going to go with the 2019 FAU uh, combo, which was the pewter. It was like the pewter white pewter pants at FAU when the late Otis Anderson took somebody's ankles. That's my favorite uniform. It's just for me, it's got to be black and gold. Black and gold. Stick to basics. Okay? Stick to basics. At the, Drew, Drew, at the Dr. Drew, uh, for you, Adam, if you could get paid half of what you make in your full-time job to do with sons full-time, would you do it? Yes. Yeah. Did you call him the Drew Drew? Is that what's going on there? Hey, I thought it was Drew Drew, the, the okay. Dr. Drew. Uh, yes, uh, why not? Really? To hang out with you people and get like get actual salary for that? This would be By fantastic. By the way, this man must be in Lubbock. Half of what people are – like, do you not see how much things cost these days? Like, come <laughs> on, man. This is not Manhattan, Kansas we're talking about. This is Florida where people live, all right? We're, we're drowning in inflation here. Do you agree with UCF, Mike, that uh, your most dreaded road trip would be Lubbock, or or do you have another one on this uh, Big 12 schedule? Whether it's a team UCF plays this year or not, is it is it Ames maybe for Iowa State Trace, or? or... I, Trace, I gotta tell you, I used to live 30 minutes from the stadium, and I wouldn't go to games. There is, there is <laughs> so, so a road trip no, for you to Orlando no might planet, be the most dreaded. On no planet are you seeing me going to Ames, Iowa. <laughs> like, like, let's be serious. And for what about the private money, jet, though? The private jet no, to Lubbock. No, no, that's time. championship game. Championship game. What? No, that's a. Don't we play at Jerry's World for that? We do, but let's just say for some odd twist of fate, the championship game was in Ames, Iowa. Go to Ames, Iowa. <laughs> Yeah. For free, private <laughs> jet, and then someone's got to pay me. I, yeah, someone's got to pay me. Someone's got to pay. Yeah. So. And uh, at NightFan94, always a fun follow. If your great uncle Rupert left you $300 million in his will, but you had to get, uh, but to get to the 300, you had to spend 30 million in 30 days for UCF Athletics with nothing of value to show for it for UCF Athletics. How would you spend it, JP? You know, it's really funny because I actually had an uncle Rupert. We definitely did not have $300 million when he passed away. Um, this is an easy question. I actually really enjoyed this question. $23 million to NIL. And we can put together probably one of the best football teams uh, and women's basketball teams in the country, I think, with that amount of money. The $7 million remaining goes to we got some really great recruiters on staff to paying them the highest to make them the highest paid position coaches in the country, allow them to continue recruiting. Uh, so we get our roster, we pay our recruiters, 
and uh, and that money goes to our, our great women's basketball program as well. Are you extending Gus Malzahn, and for how much? Yes, I listen. I love what Gus is doing as a program builder. Um, now, would I give Gus on game day a headset that doesn't work, like a child that you give a, <laughs> a, a, a PlayStation controller to that that's not plugged in? Yes, but. The man can recruit. The man knows how to build a program. I just don't want him making any decisions. Um, I saw that man call a uh, uh, Bowser pass on fourth and one uh, deep in his own territory. Um, so I just I don't want him making any game day decisions. But Was that I mean, your favorite play call of the year? Uh, it was something. It was something. Uh, what did you I, think of the 64-yard field goal attempt? <laughs> <laughs> listen, man, Gus, Gus well, he probably, he, he probably, uh, well, listen, I don't want to get, uh, I don't want to go down that road. I, I think he was, uh, something had happened, um, clearly, uh, for him to call that. But, um, yeah, those those plays were something. I almost had to go to the hospital this morning. Will we be seeing you at the bounce house this year? You're making it to any games. So you got tickets, right? Yes. You're, you're making yes, money on the secondary it. market. Listen, I've got uh, my my UCF ticket um, investments, but um, my wife actually wants to go to a game. Um, not me. Uh, I'm like Mike. You know, we, we, we enjoy our couch and, and enjoy our, uh, our shelters that we have at home. Um, but my wife wants to go to a game, so we are thinking of whatever whatever game's on the 11th. Is that Oklahoma State? Um, Space, the final yeah. frontier. So uh, we will we will be we'll be going to that. All right, let's close you out with a preview. What's coming for the agenda? Listen, man, we're 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 waiting and seeing. Um, we are also scouring the recruiting websites for a five-star that we can maybe adopt and put into a conservatorship so that they eventually come to UCF. I hear, I hear that's the thing to do. Um, but listen, man, we're, we're excited. We're excited for the football season to start. We're excited to act crazy uh, on the tiniest things. Um, but just excited to enjoy this time with, with my pals here at the UCF. JP, we appreciate your support of the show uh, for a very long time. You're a fun follow, except that week you annoyed the hell out of me and I muted you, but I got over <laughs> that. I, I, I also missed you, so I brought you back. Uh, I'm glad to have you on the show. I want you to thank can't you. quit him, Trace. You can't yeah, quit I him. We I tried. Couldn't, I couldn't quit. You can't quit him. You can't do it. Uh, I want to thank Chris Boyle from Daytona Beach News Journal for being a good sport as well. And a uh, reminder, with football on Thursday, we're going to be coming to you Wednesday at 8 uh, we will be talking about the game, try and bring in someone from Kent State to preview the golden flashes. So for uh, Adam, JP, Chris Doyle, I'm Trey Strolko. Go Knights! Charge on. Hi, I'm Sarah Willis, and thank you for watching the Sons of UCF. Go Knights, charge on. All right, there's a winner right there. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.